Shod hooves thundered over the worn cobblestone streets behind the boy. He couldn't see the horse or its rider. The night was too black and full of smoke, but he felt his pursuer's dark presence. All around him, the city burned. Sooty ash thickened the air, and glowing embers drifted down in lazy spirals like hungry orange snow, igniting whatever they touched. The homes of the wealthiest nobles and those of the poorest beggars, the flames devoured them all. The boy's wide green eyes took everything in. He felt the wind's hot breath and the screams of men, women, and children, trapped and burning, echoed through his ears. Admiring your handiwork? The rider's voice was hollow, unfeeling, without even the faintest trace of humanity. It came from an alleyway not twenty feet away. Come on now, run for me. Give me a bit of sport before this ends. The boy raced through the streets, outrunning both Blaze and Ryder, past Merchant's Row and through the estates of the lesser nobility. The fire remained at bay here, just a reddish glow on the horizon. That wouldn't last, the boy knew. The destruction, like the rider, was close on his heels. Coughing from the smoke in his lungs, he ran on. Young and strong, he shouldn't have been tired, but the smoke and heat had sapped his strength along with his resolve. He needed somewhere to hide, a place the rider might pass by. His stride slowed, then stopped. Still breathing hard, he tried a nearby door. The knob turned slightly, clicking open, but when he pushed inward, he felt the latched deadbolt. Locked, like the last and the one before. They were all locked tonight. There would be no refuge, no sanctuary from the rider. His pursuer laughed behind him, as if sensing his despair. The night is ended soon. Dawn draws near. It is almost time. The hoofbeats came closer. In spite of himself, the boy turned and looked. A short distance away, below the layer of smoke, bright sparks flew with the horse's every step. Again he ran, across the bridge spanning the river, then through the city's heart, past the towering stone fortress where the great lord ruled, and finally through the outer gate toward the cemetery. The boy ran until his legs and lungs burned with effort. Exhausted, he collapsed behind an ancient crypt his stomach cramped. If he had eaten more than stale bread these last few days, he certainly would have vomited. He forced his breath steady and strained to catch any sounds of pursuit. Had he escaped? How appropriate. You've come exactly where I planned on bringing you. That inhuman voice came again. It was both terrifyingly close and yet still far away. Even a traitor deserves a decent burial, after all. Tears fell from the boy's eyes, rolling over his flushed cheeks and down onto his sweat-stained shirt and hands. There could be no more running. His legs could bear him no further. He needed a place to hide. The door of a nearby crypt lay cracked open. Quiet as a shadow, he snuck inside, less afraid of the tomb's occupants than of his pursuer. Once inside, an inky darkness shrouded him. Only a thin wedge of light shone in through the partially open door. 
He thought to close it, but it could creak and alert the rider. He knew it would. The boy felt for a weapon. He was no easy prey. He would not go without a fight. His hands touched on smooth, dried bone, and he stifled a scream. He did not want to disturb the restful dead. His parents had taught him to revere those who had moved into the light's embrace. But desperation goaded him on, and he reached out blindly again, sweat and tears stinging his eyes. A femur, or another heavy bone, he could use for a makeshift club. His fingers came to rest on the corpse's hollow round skull, and then, lower down, he felt its skeletal hands clasped together over something hard and metallic.